In today's show, we're looking ahead to Wednesday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Floyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Let's look ahead to Wednesday's games in the NBA. Start off by looking at the Minnesota Timberwolves taking on the Indiana Pacers. D'Angelo Russell surprisingly came back last game, put up some good numbers, got to the line, Scored well, had an insane usage. Let's see how he looks in his second game. Do they put him straight back into the starting lineup after game one? You'd have to imagine they did, considering they played him as many minutes as they did in that one. And then what does that mean for Ricky Rubio? Will they continue to start Rubio next to Russell? Will it be Josh Kogi in that spot? Does Rubio just go back to playing 22 minutes a night instead of 27 minutes a night? You think the writing's probably on the wall here for Rick to be a 12-team drop. Well, for the Pacers... It looks like they will be without DeMontis Sabonis and Miles Turner, and they could be without Malcolm Brogdon for this game. Uh, Turner, they said it uh, pretty. They said it was a significant sprain, so you'd have to think at least a week for that one. Sabonis doesn't look like he'll be back, so Goga Badadze is someone we're going to be watching here for sure. He could start, or it could be Jakar Sampson. Also, going to watch Edmund Sumner, who's got a solid enough rotation role. Hasn't really stepped it up into big production, but at least for deeper leagues, there's value. And if Sabonis. Turner and Brogdon are out. Karis Levert's going to have a pretty high usage in this game, and he's going to have some issues with efficiency. That wasn't the problem on Tuesday for him, but that is going to be something to pay attention to here. Levert has a real opportunity to put up some pretty big numbers in this one. For the next game, it is the Wizards and the Magic. Denny Avdia has been starting. We don't know if Beal or Hachimura are going to play. They're both questionable. But Avdia's had a couple of double-doubles in his last few games. He's getting a lot of minutes. He's not really a 12 or 14-team league guy at this point, but maybe he becomes somewhat of a streamer option. Let's see if he can start to develop a little bit more, and let's see if Scott Brooks knows how to coach. The answer is he doesn't. But let's see if he knows how to coach and can put the ball in Avdia's hands a little bit more. While Robin Lopez is also questionable, Dan Gafford is out. So does this mean we finally get big minutes from Alex Len? Ooh, I don't know. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. I think he's worth at least taking a flyer on, especially if Lopez is out. While for the Magic, Wendell Carter Jr. has been really good. Starting center there. Ken Birch is currently questionable as well. So Wendell, I think, will continue to get good minutes and uh, put up good numbers. While RJ Hampton started last game, but both Cole Anthony and Michael Carter-Williams are questionable for this game. So Hampton's role is going to be very intriguing. Do they play him over the shot, Dwayne Bacon? As a shooting guard, do they play him as the backup point guard and play Carter Williams over the shot as the backup shooting guard? Like, there are many options here. Because if you have Anthony, Carter Williams, Bacon, um, Hampton in that mix, Chasen Randall will be he's, he'll be turf, no worries. But Hampton looked good in his start. What Clifford does the, here is a, is a pretty big question mark, though. Next game, Pelicans and the Nets back-to-back for New Orleans. James Johnson continued to start with Brandon Ingram out on Tuesday. We don't know Ingram's status for this game, but Johnson's role, if this is a fully healthy team, remains to be seen. Nikhil Alexander-Walker won't play in this game, and he'd have to assume that Kyra Lewis will be out as well, um, dealing with that calf issue that kept him out Tuesday. So Johnson probably is going to get some minutes here, uh, and Najee Marshall gets some minutes off the bench, while Eric Bledsoe is going to have to, again, no Alexander-Walker, no Hart, and probably no Lewis. Bledsoe is 
is going to play a pretty significant role. And I do think that Bledsoe is a 12-team league guy. We also want to watch, of course, Isaiah Thomas. For the Nets, James Harden won't be there, but Kevin Durant will be returning. How many minutes will he play? How cautious will they be? How does he look out there? I think he'll look fine when he plays, but just in terms of playing time and role alongside Kyrie. And then also, what does that mean for LaMarcus Aldridge? How many lineups will they go to with Durant at center? How, what does that mean for Griffin and Aldridge? Because these guys haven't played with KD yet, so how do they look there? Aldridge is averaging two blocks per game for the Nets, which is what's really keeping his fantasy value afloat. And that, I don't think, is a realistic expectation for him. But he has at least got value as a block streamer at this stage. We go to the Knicks and the Celtics next. Rowan Barrett Jr. Um, I talked about him on the uh, Buy Low podcast today. His rebounds and assists are really low at the moment. Let's hope he can get some of that back. Uh, The shooting is always going to be up and down. And his scoring ability does make him a 12-team league guy. But he does lack in a lot of areas. While Taj Gibson has been continually cutting into Nerlens Noel's minutes. Taj is putting up numbers which would be relevant in 12-team leagues. I think he's more of a 14-team league guy, but with the way that Thibodeau runs things, Taj is going to get 22, 23 a night. You feel like every night. For the Celtics, Kemba Walker will sit. This one, it is a back-to-back, so does that mean we get to see more Romeo Langford? I don't think Langford is anything more than a deeper league guy, but the opportunity for more minutes is going to be here for him, especially with Ivan Fournier also sidelined, while Marcus Smart moves into his best position, I think, which is at point guard. We should see a big spike in Smart's performances with usage and assists going up. Next up, we look at the Mavs and the Rockets. Jalen Brunson has been playing at a really high level, 30 minutes a night, almost every night, scoring well, finishing well, shooting well, uh, passing well, defending pretty solidly as well. Been really impressed with him. I think he is, at this point, a 12-team league option. While well, Nicole Melli started last game, now we don't know the status at this point, on Kristaps Porzingis, Porzingis might be back for this game. He might miss another couple with this wrist problem. So we still have some um, we still have some question marks as to what Mally's role actually is. Does Mally even play in games where Porzingis is in? We don't know, but he put up some decent defensive performances last game. For the Rockets, Kelly Linick continues to play really well. I believe he's a 12-team league must-roster guy, and he should start next to Christian Wood with Daniel House out, pushing the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate, down to the three. While Wood himself, he was on my buy-low show today because he's been terrible. The shooting numbers are way down. He can't hit free throws. He's hitting 28% of his threes. Since he returned from his ankle injury, it's been a struggle. John Wall also questionable in this one for Houston. For the Grizzlies, it's a back-to-back for them. Grayson Allen continues to start. I don't think anything's going to change here. I think he is a 12-team league guy. And then I also want to watch Desmond Bain, who's been an excellent shooter this year. Hasn't really translated too much else in other areas. But with maybe DeAnthony Melton out, with maybe Justice Winslow out, there is a big opportunity again for Bain to put up good numbers. While the Hawks are also on a back-to-back, they easily beat the Pelicans on Tuesday. Trey Young was able to get some rest in, and he played really well, especially early on. So I want to see how he looks in terms of some of those banged-up injuries that he's been dealing with. While the Italian cock Danilo Gallinari. Hands off my With Johnny Collins out, with John Ray Hunter out, Gallinari's been playing a much larger role, and I do think for the short term he is at least a 12-team league player. So let's see how he looks in this one on the back-to-back and if they do anything to limit his playing time. The Hornets and the Thunder, PJ Washington Jr., he was on my buy low show as well. He cannot hit any shots at the moment. I do think it'll turn around a little bit for PJ, but his minutes have been way well down. This is a perfect opportunity to get back on track, and Miles Bridges should get another start in place of Gordon Hayward. Bridges was fine in the last game, nothing particularly exciting, but I do think that he is worth a 12-team league grab. While for the Thunder, we were all pretty disappointed with the C part of Moses Brown, who put up some good numbers in the last like four minutes of that game. But Tony Bradley eats into his playing time, 
Are they going to go with a 25-23 split, or is it going to go back to 28-20? That is a huge question mark. There's still no Baisley. There's still no Roby, so they're the only two guys that are getting those minutes. But Brown is going to be a key focus here. And with Baisley out, with uh, Dort out, and with uh, Roby out, and Gildas Alexander out, Jalen Horde is going to be a member of the rotation. He probably only plays 20 minutes, but in 18-team leagues or 20-team leagues, Horde is someone you can look at. Now, we did have a worry that Kenrich Williams may not play the Oklahoma City Mudflap, but he is off the injury report, so he should be ready to go. The Spurs and the Nuggets. Maximum Derek White cannot hit shots. Maximum Derek. I hope he can start to hit shots, but he has been pretty poor with his field goal percentage. Uh, usage is fine. Minutes are great. I just would like those shots to go in a little bit more, so let's watch that. Well, DeMar DeRozan continues to play. like He's almost the most consistent player in the NBA. Like He's not consistently being a top 20 guy, but for what he does, it's like you know, 18, 20 points, six assists, does what he does, gets to the line, has a negative plus minus. That's just what DeRozan does. Well, for the Nuggets, it's a back-to-back for them. Aaron Gordon, we want to watch him. Couple of bad games, couple of good games. Field goal percentage, looks, three-point attempt rate, defensive stats, all that is important. Well, Monty Morris got the start on Tuesday with the headmaster, Jamal Murray out. So how does Morris look in this one? What is his role if Murray does happen to play? Next up... We look at the Jazz and the Suns. Joe Ingles has been a little bit of on a downturn lately. I think he's fine to hold on to, but we want to watch what the role looks like, the minutes look like, and the shooting numbers look like. Well, Donovan Mitchell was absolutely piss poor in that game against Dallas last time out. Hopefully the Don can get back on track, because before that, he was a top 10 player over a two-week period. But let's see him get back on track against a really good team. While McCall Bridges similarly had been struggling a bit, but put up some really good numbers in his last game. So I hope he can continue that level while Chris Paul has been... I just want to highlight Chris Paul because he's been remarkably good. Putting up huge numbers this year after a bit of a slow start, but now he's rolling, much like DeMar DeRozan, one of the most consistent players in the NBA. All right, let's take a look at some stream options. I think Dorian Finney-Smith, like he's not going to be as good as he was last game, but he does have some stream value. Grayson Allen, a guy that's available in a lot of places. Ty Jerome um, with Teo Maladon starting. He still gets some good minutes off the bench. Rudy Gay for San Antonio and the Shark, Bruce Brown Jr. with Harden out. Baby shark, I think he's a solid streamer. For points leagues, Jaden McDaniels, Teo Maladon, Alexei Pokyashevsky, Keldon Johnson, and Jalen Brunson are all options who can be added in points league. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.